0: Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Hey guys, welcome back. And we are super excited to be jumping into our new series. We're actually kicking off this series. Uh, we had two weeks left in our old series, and God just put it on my heart it's like, listen, it's time to speak directly to what each one of us are going through. Like, COVID 19 has hit everybody, right? Like, am I right? It's hit everyone. Um, and so I think the question that a lot of people are asking, and here's the thing, this isn't particular to coronavirus. This is particular to anything we go through in life, right? Is this idea of like, how do I stay faithful uh, when I am dealing with places of faithlessness, right? So it's like, man, like when, when I feel faithless, how do I remain faithful? And more importantly, when I feel faithless, how do I lean on a God that's constantly faithful? right? And, uh, and so we're going to deal with that today. And uh, so we're super excited. If you're new with us, man, I definitely want to give you guys a special shout out, all of you that are joining us online. We got all kinds of people in the room today. Um, and so they're going to definitely follow along with us. So I want to encourage you, make sure you join us on, for your notes. You can go to notes.mytc.life to follow along, uh, but everything else is going to pop up right here on the screen. Um, but today I want to talk to you about Change the Channel. Change the channel. Turn to the person next to you say, change the, change the channel. See, because what I know is what we're dealing with is serious. But what I feel like is serious as well is how we feed into things that probably we shouldn't necessarily be buying into, how we allow either the media or social media. Uh, I love how everyone on Facebook became COVID-19 experts overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, lo- I love how uh, we're, we're, everyone has an opinion on what we should be doing, but hardly anyone has solutions to what we're going through. And here's what I know. This isn't the first time the world has felt serious issues. This isn't the first time some of you have gone through something. Matter of fact, I would dare say for some of you watching, some of you guys in the room, uh, is that a lot of what you're going to experience with COVID-19, coronavirus, what you're going to experience now doesn't even compare to some of the pain you've already experienced in life. Like this isn't going to affect you that much, but what you went through five years ago is affecting you far worse, right? And and maybe you haven't gone through that much right now, but what you're going to go through 10 years from now, you're going to need to lean on a God that is faithful, even in the midst of times where you feel faith less. And so that's what we want to talk to you about today is change the channel. We're going to, we're actually going straight to 2 Corinthians 10 and we're going to spend most of our time there actually. Um, and it says this, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish. Everyone say the word strongholds. So it has the power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments In every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. In other words, we take every thought, everything that goes through our mind, we take it and we make it obedient to Christ. Uh, to Christ. And so uh, the, as we started getting into some of these, we started going through a list of uh, some of the top search queries. So like going on Google, going on Facebook, some of those things. And what were the things that were uh, searched the most in the last week, right? So here's some of them. Uh, the first one is how long will coronavirus last? right because none of us can wait for this to be over you know what i'm saying uh so how long will it last the next one how do i protect myself from coronavirus right so these are top google searches this past week so usually you can find like who's the third jonas brother right because no one really knows that guy's name you can usually find like you know like some of those information manoa's googling that this week they want to know this information the next one right How do I treat the coronavirus, right? You treat it like the enemy and kick it out your house. No, I'm scared. So, uh, and this one, which I thought was interesting, because this one signifies how deep rooted fear has gotten into some of us. When does martial law start? that's one of the top searches on, uh, on the search engines right now. And so people are sitting into this place of fear, like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and so, uh, then we went on to kind of a dig to find out what are some of the words people are most closely, closely associating, uh, with COVID-19. And so these are some of the words, uh, pandemic, right? So we've all heard that worry, right? Uh, the next one, pandemonium right? What's the next one? Depression. And like, man, what a, what a, what a word that's setting into the spirits of people. When one of the words as asked over a hundred thousand people were asked these questions and they said the one of the words that is most closely associated with what they're going through is the word depression. COVID-19 is leading people straight into that type of mentality. Worry again. Uh, The next one is coming up. Depression, all right, anxiety. Uh, So people are dealing with anxiety. Uh, The next one, uh, and this is one uh, that almost every single one of them put, I'm terrified. So people are genuinely concerned, terrified, and going through it when it comes to COVID 19. And so I think it's time we change the channel. Don't we all agree? Right? So um, I think it's time we change the channel. So what does it look like to do that? Well, I actually want to kind of break down Second Corinthians 10 for a minute and throughout the rest of our time together. And I want us to look at why. God speaks to things the way he does. And when Paul is writing, what is it he's saying? Because when we dig into some of the words, it actually kind of opens up what, what is actually being said. It's pretty powerful. And so the first thing that I want you to understand is when it's time to change the channel is it's time to hear a new sound. It's time to hear a new sound. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, I want to like break that apart for a second. 2 Corinthians 10, when we go back to uh, verses four through five, It says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish, say strongholds with me, strongholds. And so it has the power to demolish strongholds. And strongholds comes from a Greek word. Now we're going to dive into a couple of the uh, Greek definitions here today, but uh, it comes from a Greek word and it's used figuratively uh, of a false argument in which a person seeks shelter to escape reality. And so what what Paul is saying is the weapons that we fight with, they're not of the flesh. They're not of this world. What what you're going to combat COVID-19 with, what you're going to combat the things that you're going through, what you're going to combat all of that with isn't going to be with, uh, yeah, listen, I'm not telling you not to take medicine. Listen, if you got to take medicine, take medicine. What I'm saying is the ultimate solution to everything we're going through is going to be found in what God gives us, not what doctors give us. It's going to be found in the peace that God brings, not the peace you're going to get from the news anchor that tells you everything's going to be okay. So the weapons we fight with, they're not carnal. They're not of the world. They're not fleshly. They come from God himself. And so we look for them, but they have the divine power to demolish the false arguments that put you in a position that you feel better about your circumstances, the strongholds. And so we he's talking about these false shelters to escape reality. Listen, what we fight with has the power to demolish, demolish the false arguments, the false shelters that we're using so that we can escape the reality we're going through. Listen, as Christians and as believers, I want you to understand something. And even as someone that you're looking into the window of Christianity, looking to see if this is the solution, I'm here to tell you right now that God in the midst of everything we're going through is the solution we need for everything that we're going through. Like God on the scene is the greatest thing we can have because hear me, you can keep pretending that your problems aren't real, but you're never gonna overcome your difficulty. If you're not giving God what He has to be doing in the middle of your problems. And so we come into Isaiah 41:10 says this. So do not fear. Say those three words with me. Do not fear, for I am with you. So God is saying, don't fear, but He's not just telling us not to fear, because how many of y'all have been scared of something before, right? Like we watched a show last night, me and my wife, there were snakes on the show. I'm gonna flip the couch over. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't don't play with snakes. But he's not, he's not just telling us, don't fear, because he knows that's not it. He's saying, don't fear for. And some translations say, because I'm with you. In other words, God's saying, you don't have to fear because I'm on the scene. He says, don't be dismayed. Why? Because I'm your God. In other words, COVID-19 doesn't have control. The enemy doesn't have control. The president doesn't have control. The media doesn't have control. The people on Facebook that keep feeding you all this stuff don't have control. God is saying, don't be dismayed because I have control. He says, I will strengthen you. In moments where you feel weak, God can strengthen you and he'll help you. I will uphold you. And and that word uphold literally means to allow you to let every weight sit in his hands. So even when you get to the place where all of this has happened and you still feel hopeless, I'm here to tell you that you can let all of your weight rest in his hands because he's holding you with his righteous right hand. And so he comes on the scene to say in Isaiah that I've got this. And so when we go back to the word strongholds, the other thing that it literally means in the Greek, it derives from a word that means echo, right? And so when we're talking about, we need to hear a new sound. This word stronghold is referencing the word echo. We've all been in a place where we've like shouted down the hallway or something. you like, you can hear echo, 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 right? Like, so uh, as kids, you know, you find it hilarious. As parents, you find the kids obnoxious, right? (laughs) Like the first time they figure out what an echo is, they want to do it constantly. You're like, oh gosh. So, but what happens is when we step into this place where we allow the echoes of our lives to ring, and here's what happens, right? is we encounter something that's so drastic. We encounter something that's so difficult. We encounter something like COVID-19 coronavirus. But I want to take you out of that space for a second because what if it's a sickness that has nothing to do with that? What if it's cancer, right? What what if you might lose your job, not related to this, but something else? What if you get a pink slip? What if you find out that half your workforce can't show up? What if if you find out that your parents have some untreatable disease? What if you find out that uh, your health isn't what you thought it was? What if you find out that the person you were dating was a lie and now they're somebody completely different? What if you find out the person you were getting ready to marry, all that falls apart? And what happens is when we step into seasons where that difficulty sets in, what happens is an echo starts to ring in our mind. And the echo is the lies of the enemy that stay on repeat in our brain. So maybe some echoes for you sound more like, you're never gonna be good enough, never gonna be good enough, never gonna be good enough. And that just tape just keeps repeating. No one loves you, no one loves you, no one loves you. You're gonna get sick, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna get sick. And for some of us, we've become paralyzed by the sound of echoes in our lives. Like we, we've allowed the lies that just stay on repeat to keep speaking non-truths over us so much that we start to believe them as truths. And what God is saying is what I'm bringing into your life, the weapons of our warfare is actually built to demolish the lying reel of tape that keeps repeating the same things to you. In other words, he's saying, I'm coming on the scene to break that so that you don't have to keep hearing the echo anymore. Because here's what we know. What you fail to replace, you will repeat. What you fail to replace, you will repeat, right? And so uh, when we're talking about hearing a new sound, I just want to go ahead and tell you right now, until you start declaring truths to combat the lies, you won't stop believing the lies, so you're not gonna wake up one day and suddenly feel better about yourself. You're not gonna wake up one day and suddenly not believe that the person that broke your heart, the, tr- the things that they told you weren't true. You're not gonna suddenly wake up one day and believe that you know uh, someone in your family doesn't have cancer. Listen to me, just speaking words doesn't make them true. I don't care what religious people say out there, all right? You can't just name it, proclaim it, and then own it, right? There's an element to faith that's real, But there's also an element that you have to walk out journeys that God has set you on. So if you're in spaces where you're dealing with things that are difficult, what you do have to do is allow yourself to start to sit into a space where you are encouraging yourself. But what do you do that with? Well, you do it with the word of God. You have to hear a new sound and stop believing the old one. You have to replace the echo, 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 echo. And you got to replace it with, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Leave you nor forsake you. He's right here beside you. He's right here beside you. He'll hold you up with his righteous right hand. He'll come in when no one else will be there. He'll never let you down. And you read through even the book of Psalms, which we're going to look at in a second, and God remains true. you got to replace the old echo of lies with absolute truths. So it's time that we hear a new sound because if we don't replace it we'll keep repeating it. And so we have to replace unhealthy things with the healthy things. Philippians 4:19 says that my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, right? So the key is to remember how you drown out an echo, right? That you can't help but keep hearing, is you got to start looking for something new. So it's time to hear a new sound, but it's also time to sing a new song. It's time to sing, I think it's coming, a new song, right? And so as we sing a new song, we start to set in truths into our heart, right? And so the question is, what are you going to sing every day that declares who God actually is versus sometimes how you feel he is? See, because When we go to a faithful God, hear hear me for a second. Your faithlessness hasn't changed God, it changed how you view God. See, God remains faithful even regardless of how you feel in the midst of that faith. So for some of us, we think that God has changed, but the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We think that God has distanced himself from us, but the Bible says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So the reality is when we find ourselves in difficult places where we can't hear God that well, and we feel like he's far from him, the only person that has changed their position is us. But so often we try to put that on God. I thought you would never leave me. God's like, I never did. I know we could all be like honest for a moment and reflect and realize there have been many things that have caused us to walk away from him, right? And so we find ourselves in this place where we have to sing a new song. Well, what does that look like? Well, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 10 again, 4 through 5, the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish, say this word with me, arguments, We demolish arguments. Well, where does that word come from? Well, it comes from the Greek word, uh, which is essentially laid out this idea of bottom line reasoning on someone else's values. And so essentially what he's saying is uh, how they personally assign weight to something and give it its own credence, give it its own value. Uh, In other words, it's how we view, right? Or how someone else views God's value despite what we're going through. So in other words, he's saying we demolish the lies that says God is not who he says he is that we've built up in our own mind because we've allowed our circumstances to become bigger than God. Listen, how many of us went to the store to get toilet paper before we went to prayer? So how many of us went and stacked up on four cases of water, but we didn't go and read four scriptures of Bible? Like, and and that's for all of us, by the way, right? Like, For many of us, the argument in our mind is, I need to take care of me, and whenever I've got nothing left, I'll let God step in. And very rarely do we step in and say, God, you are all that I need. Now give me wisdom to go buy toilet paper, right? So like there are, there are so many times, look, I'm not telling you not to go to the store and buy stuff. What I'm telling you is, are you leaning on you to be the thing that you need? Are you leaning on God to be the thing you need? Because the argument, the thing in your mind that you're hearing, the false value is, my life is the most important and whatever I have left, I'll give to God. And the reality is, God is saying, "I I need you to understand that I can take care of you." Listen, I want to just tell you something. God's church has not only survived but thrived through circumstances like this. <laughs> right? Go back and look where the world seems to meet difficult situations. The gospel is resurrected, and things come storming through where the truth of God's word. He holds His covenant. Doesn't mean we don't have things we go through. Doesn't mean that we won't suffer in situations. Doesn't mean we won't hurt. It means that when we cling to a hope that that's eternal, we don't have to try to find things that are uh, temporary. We get to hold to who God is, the truth of who God is. And so we have to demolish the arguments that says God's not who he says he is. We have to tear those things apart. And so when we look at it, we look at who Christ is because we need to demolish the arguments and the values that go against the knowledge of God. When God says he's good, the argument says he's not. When God says he's faithful, the argument says he's not. When the Bible says he'll supply all my needs, the arguments tell us that he won't, right? And Paul is saying we need to take all of that captive. We need to own all of that. So the the question is, in all of this, is who is Christ? Well, Jesus is the truth. And so when he steps on the scene, he brings truth in the midst of lies, whatever it is that you're dealing with he brings truth in the midst of your lies in the midst of the media's lies in the midst of everyone else's lies he brings truth first chronicles 16:34 says it like this oh give thanks to god right give thanks to the lord he is good for his mercy endures forever And my question to you when we're talking about singing a new song is, are you declaring the goodness, the power, and the truth of who God is despite your circumstances? Because here's what I know. In times like this, it's the opportunity for you to learn to sing a new song about how God came through for you. See, for some of you, you've been hinging on what God did 10 years ago, and God's trying to show you, I'm trying to do a new thing for you now. If I can do a new thing, you get to sing a new song. Right. And there's nothing wrong with old songs. You know, Uh, my dad, uh, you know, been in church for 50 years. He likes to break out hymns all the time. And every time he sings a hymn, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, (laughs) you know. It's like uh, uh, okay, okay, right? Uh, you know, I like the newer I like the newer music a little better, right? Uh, but he likes to sit in that space. But he also likes to hear the new music. And he he hit me up the other day. Uh, he heard a song, and he's like, "Man, I, I love this song. It's speaking to me right now." And it kind of gave me, as we were moving our way and getting ready for this, it kind of set my mind in a healthy place to say, like, "Yeah, listen, the old things that you sing about are true. They're good. They're necessary. They're important. But God wants to give you something new to." sing about. I know he carried you through that thing five years ago and that was a mess and it was hurtful and it was painful and that person broke you. But God wants to give you a new song to sing about what you're going through today. He wants to give you something new and fresh to pour your heart out about. Because how many guys know that what you stop, what what you in turn allow to be stale and cold, you kind of forget the power of it. And the thing is, as God's saying, when I do a new thing, you're going to worship me in a new way. You're going to give yourself a new song and it's going to give you a new passion, a new zeal. See, a lot of us forgot everything Jesus did on the cross to get us to where we are. And we've taken advantage of the presence of God right now. You see, we can start to feel entitled to this grace that we have rather than being a free gift. But God's actually stepping in on the scene and he's saying, no, no, no. I want you to sing a new song to me. In other words, like I want you to worship me for that, but I'm also going to give you something else for you to worship me for here as well. Right? So here's a question that I have for you. And this is a genuine question. And as, as I felt like God was like kind of giving to me to put in my notes to get ready for you guys today, <laughs> I had to assess myself. So this is like honest moment of reflection. This one punched me in the gut too, but here you guys, you can have it anyways. What if all you had tomorrow is what you thank God for today? It was when I like, typed it. I was like, oh no, I don't want that in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like that myself, right?" So like, <laughs> but but this is true, man. Because we sing like when we worship the Lord, we're worshiping for who He is. We're worshiping Him for what He's done. We're worshiping Him uh, like as the King of Kings. We're putting Him in the highest place, right? But everything that's around us, your family that's around you right now. Right? If, you have, if, you're, if you're married, that person that is with you, the house that you have right now, the blessings that you have right now, all of those things, hear me for a second, all of those things should cause you to worship God in a powerful way. The only people that can't worship are the people that haven't realized what God's actually given them. And the reality is, what if all you had tomorrow is what you thank God for today? It should change how we sing our song, man. It should change how we worship the Lord. And that's why when you look at the Psalms, I love David in the Psalms because he's always writing some dope stuff. He says this in three six; he's declaring the goodness of God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, right? He goes on to say in 27.13, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He's declaring that God is good in the midst of all of this. No matter what's going on around me, man, God's still good. And if you read through the Psalms, you go to Psalms 31, you go to Psalms 32, you even look at Psalms 23, and, and, and David is saying, man, things look rough, things look hard, things look difficult, but God's so good. And in our life, we need to come to the place where we go, I don't know about COVID-19, I don't know about all these people buying toilet paper. I don't even understand why that's a thing. Like I don't, like, I feel like maybe there's things you need more than toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Like ramen, frozen pizzas, who knows. But like all that to say is like apparently those things are important, right? But in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of COVID-19, and for some of you, again, take coronavirus out of the picture. Maybe it's a sickness you're dealing with. Maybe it's a family member that's going buck wild and lost their mind, right? Maybe you got kids that are going like just driving you up the wall. Maybe you got situations that you can't help. Listen to me, man, You need to get to the place where you can declare where you are like David. This is bad. This is hard. I don't understand how I'm going to get out of it. This is difficult. But surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Surely I will hide under the wing of the shadow of the Almighty. He will take me beside still waters. He will light my path. And it doesn't matter what's going on over here. When we sing a new song, we acknowledge who God is over here. And we get to speak the goodness of God over whatever it is we're going through. And then lastly, we need to prepare for a new season. We need to prepare for a new season, right? Second Corinthians 10, four through five, going back there again. So the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, right? So we talked about that. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. I want you to say that word with me, pretension. Everybody in the room is like, I don't, pretension, pretension, pretension? No, so everyone say it with me, pretension, right? That sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And what is pretension? What is is that word there? Well, it comes from, uh, it derives from a Greek word, meaning uh, a high thing or a high tower. And some of you would think of like a castle, right? And if, if you think of like a castle in old times, not that any of us have ever hung out at a castle before, but if you think of a castle, you know how you got the walls, but then above the walls, there's that one tower that's higher than everything else. That is the word that they are using to pull this word from. In other words, they're saying what, what Paul is saying here is we demolish every argument and everything that you've set higher than who God is. Everything you're leaning on as a strong tower, Every, every word that you're speaking as more truth than God's truth, every pretension, every high thing that you've exalted into a place it doesn't belong in, God wants to bring that back down. Because God's saying, I want to be the high thing that you're believing in. I want to be your strong tower. Matter of fact, the Bible makes it pretty clear to us in Proverbs 18.10, it says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. 2 Samuel 22 two says, he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, comes from the same word, and my deliverer. Psalm 61 3 says, for you have been my refuge, a tower of strength against the enemy. See, we want you to understand that God is only cons- is the only consistent strong tower for us. And for many of us, we've put the words of the CDC, we put the words of doctors, we put the words of everyone else, and we've created strong tower. We've created this absolute truth out of people, but we haven't looked to God to be our strong tower. And I do believe that for people, for all of us, everyone in this room, I do believe that there are seasons, there are moments where God lets us go through very difficult seasons to remind us that there is nothing bigger than our God. I believe that he lets us go through things Because he wants to challenge, are you going to lean on what you are thinking is truth? Are you going to lean on the person of truth? Right? And and God lets us go through some of these seasons where we have to come to the place, and just like in Psalms, like we were talking about earlier, you have been my refuge. I want you to think for a second of your own situations. Think about me and my wife. We lost our son Jabin. And there were multiple times during that season where I didn't even want to trust him. It wasn't that I didn't know that he was a strong tower. it's that it wasn't a tower I wanted to lean on. Because I felt angry and because I felt sad and because I felt justified in saying, God, you hurt me. I felt like I didn't want to lean on him as my strong tower. But What I have found in my life, and I hope that all of you come to this realization, is this. There is no other strong tower. Because every other fortress you lean on, every other truth you buy into, every other strong tower you try to put your faith in has cracks in the foundation. It can't hold up the weight of your struggle. Hear me. Everything else you believe in will crumble under the weight of every circumstance the world throws at it. But you want to know what never crumbles? Jesus. You want to know what never crumbles? Faith and a God who loves you so much who sent his son to die for you who who has the world rotating in the palm of sands. hands you want to know what never crumbles is a God of the universe that used words to put the sun, moon and stars into space who has the atmosphere which is millions of gallons of water or whatever floating over the earth and it's hanging at the word of God you want to know who never fails the one that created seasons and tides and tells the waves that it can only come this far you want to know who never fails is the one that speaks truth in the midst of lies you want to know who never fails is the one one that speaks a new sound when the old sound is echoing in your life. You want to know who never fails is the one that you get to sing a new song about when your old song has started to die, when it started to lose its passion. You want to know who never fails is the one that comes into your marriage when it feels like it's over and he breathes new life into him. You want to know who never fails is the one that looks at your child and it feels like they're losing their mind and he speaks truth into their life and they come back to him, they come back to you and he gets to restore families, he gets to restore livelihood, he gets to restore everything. And the one that's going to speak peace into your coronavirus situation into your cancer, into your job situation, into your financial situation. The one that's gonna step into whatever you're going through is your strong tower. And he doesn't crumble under the weight of the world because he built the world. And so I'm here to tell you today that you can have confidence in who God is, but it's time we prepare ourselves for this season. Second Corinthians ten five. So what do we do? because of all that information, right? We demolish strongholds. We get rid of arguments and every pretension. So what do we have to do? And here's the key for today. Therefore, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. When the news says this, but my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. When the news says this, right? But the stripes that were placed on his back were for my healing in Jesus name. When the new, whatever is coming against you, we take every thought captive. When fear sets in, we take it captive and make it obedient to who Jesus is. When faithlessness sets in, we take that thought captive and we make it obedient to Jesus. Everything that comes into our life, we take it captive. We make it obedient to who Christ is, because here's the deal. Every lie that's out there doesn't compare to the truth that Jesus is greater than anything we come in contact with in our world. So here's my encouragement to you to remember this, this last one, your position in your next season is gonna be determined by your faithfulness in your current one. Listen, coronavirus, COVID-19, the cancer, whatever it is you may be going through in life, your children, all that, your family, everything, that season will end. God is a God that changes seasons. This will come to an end. Where you are in your next season is going to be determined by your faithfulness in this one. So listen to me. Let a new sound exist in your heart and your mind. Sing a new song to the God who never fails. Right? And prepare for a new season. Because this will end. And when this ends, whatever this is for you, whatever this is, it will end. And when it does, Man, let yourself have been preparing for God to release because the Bible says, for where much is given, much is required. And he says, when you are faithful over little, I'll make you ruler over much, right? So Philippians 1.6 says, says this as we wrap up. Now I am certain that God who began the good work in you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And he doesn't say he'll pause. He says, who began the good work in you, he says he's going to continue it. Whatever he's processing, however he's molding you in the midst of you being saved, he's going to continue it. That process of sanctification, he's going to continue it. That journey he's taking you on, he's going to continue it. He's going to do that until it's finally finished, when the day we all get to meet Jesus and we say, thank you for what you've given us. And so today, man, get a new sound, sing a new song and prepare for a new season. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you that in the midst of everything we go through in our life, you're faithful. So God, we look to you to carry us in this season of whatever we may be going through. Every person that's watching right now, God, I pray that you would reach out and touch their heart. I pray that you would minister to them in a way that only you can. Bring peace, bring joy, bring life, bring faithfulness. Demolish fear, worry, anxiety. God, let us have confidence in you that you're better than anything we come in contact with. So we love you today. Father, we surrender to you. And if you're watching this right now and you're in a position where you need God in your life, you need him to step in, and change something for you, we have a team that's ready to reach out right now. They're going to jump into the comments and be able to help lead you in any way that they need to. But if you are ready for Jesus to give you a fresh start, I'm actually going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. And and this prayer doesn't magically make you saved. All this prayer does is puts words to the action of your heart that says, you know what? I'm broken. I got sin in my life and I need Jesus to give me a fresh start. And as we repeat this prayer, if you allow that faith to come alive, you allow that to become truth for you. You say, I'm believing that Jesus, when he died on the cross, paid for my sins and he's given me a new life that makes you saved. And today, if you want to start that journey, I want you to repeat this prayer to me. And the, the room's actually going to repeat it with you. So let's pray, God. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross. And I believe that you rose three days later. Through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I believe in you. I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give it up for him, guys. Awesome. We celebrate with you. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.